Rap World! It's your boy, Sway, from MTV News, taking time out of my extremely busy day, pool day, to proclaim we are back with episode 92 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. is Jonah recording back inside the palatial studio. Two out of the last three have been done in different rooms and I just know you, the listener, can feel the vibe change. And with the car pods being the exception, you don't like it. it. So here we are. Well, here I am. Joining me from wherever he is, it's the founder, editor-in-chief, lead potster of the post, Kevin Wallace. Kevin! Hey, good to be uh, good to be on. Good. I was going to say good to be back, but I guess I'm not on enough to say back, but... You can say that. God damn it. It feels like we're almost going to have a soccer season. Very excited. I don't know. Those cases keep going up. What if the NBA says, never mind? Will MLS be like, okay, never mind, too. Follow the NBA's lead, the little follower league. Yeah, we'll see you in six months. Today, after nearly a month off due to the awfulness of existence on Earth, Earth, we'll force feed you some soccer talk in a very surface level way that only I am capable of. Kevin, I'm sure you'll get much deeper, but with time being a flat circle for months on end, we'll break down how we got here. Here being the precipice of actual MLS games with FCC FCC COVID COVID timeline. timeline. Once we reach the today part of the timeline, it's time to talk about MLS MLS World World Cup. But here's the thing. I spelled world, W-H-I-R-L-E-D, world. That's pretty funny. I like it. I can't Let's stop laughing. Uh, with this long break, it's basically been off-season number two, which has turned into Silly Season Junior, Loka Rumors, oh, now reality, other players, and so much more. We want in on the inside, like the best of us, and I think we found the perfect person. It's a brand new edition of FCC Inside Source. Kevin, you know who the inside source is. How excited are you? I am really hoping the inside source also gives us a couple of good accounts to follow on TikTok. <laughs> they might. Maybe they know all the new dances. <laughs> can hit me to some what the latest Disney Channel programming is. Things wouldn't be complete without some sweet smelling. Potpourri. Mm, I love potpourri. What a goddamn episode. Kevin, as of two days ago, you had no idea you'd be on historic episode 92. Now that you're here, does it even feel real? It really doesn't. You know, it's it's kind of like if you were to combine sort of New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve and Halloween all in one. It's just so much excitement, so much anticipation. Um, I'm just I'm just here just trying to soak in every moment of episode 92. I mean, how many podcasts get to 92 episodes? So, I mean, this is quite the milestone. Almost none. Uh, also, it's Father's Day, so I honor myself. And I guess Aww. my own father. <laughs> we all, <laughs> I guess I could have wished you a happy Father's Day. That probably would have been a good no. co-host move. <laughs> I do not care about holidays. But Kevin, since it is Father's Day, is there any, um, you know, and Joe, three deaf, Joseph Mamey, lead uh, beat reporter for The Post, announced recently that he will be a father. And um, that would be the perfect chance if you have anything to share to the world. <gasps> No, okay. I don't have anything, unfortunately. <laughs> Still not a father. <laughs> Kevin, fire and blanks, Wallace. I've said it once, i said it a million times. But he wouldn't have time to do the intrepid reporting that he's doing with whatever you're doing if he had a kid. So yeah. I thank my lucky stars every day. 
Seriously, the the post is just putting out so much content this off season. You know, having a kid on top of this, we would not have been able to keep up. Well, <laughs> as soon as one of our players or coaches has another racist incident, you know we'll have the articles that you oh. crave. <laughs> That's our beat. We're on the race beat, and we were on the race beat before it became cool to be it's on the race beat. True. Right, Raj has a Blue Lives Matter piece <laughs> in the can. We're just waiting for the perfect moment for Raj to drop his take. And honestly, I would prefer that take versus that guy's uh, SEC should should play the the bad players <laughs> take. <laughs> cut player salaries. The co cut player salary is a uh, it's a tough piece to write, but boy, did he do it. <laughs> Yeah, gotta love it. Before we get into it, if you've made the conscious effort to help further the cause of racial justice and bring wholesale change to policing in America, you know you get VIP treatment into the John Hart Cave, Cave of Wonders. Of wonders. Where do you think John stands on racial issues? I've seen him dancing with black people, but beyond that, I'm not sure, but I'm going to assume he's on the right side of history. Still love you, John. Yeah, I assume, I assume Harks is like low-key, super woke. <laughs> I really hope so. This episode was not sponsored by Speedway. I checked their timeline, hoping for a canned statement about racial equality or something of the like. But alas, they're just talking about candy. Come on, Speedway, get your head out of this sand. Uh, Kevin, what did you think about the equality Mad Libs that we saw companies putting out a few weeks ago at the height of the buildup, the initial protests when we saw all the companies getting on board? It was something else. Like it was, it was this funny moment where I feel like every company's social media manager was just ready to go with like their super, you know, pro LGBTQ plus, you know, statements and images and branding and everything. And then right at the last second, the entire narrative changed. So I feel like everybody was in that mindset. But I don't know if we necessarily need companies commenting on it but then it became an amusing game of like how far did their statements go like you had stuff like u.s soccer that was just like end racism which is you know a very bold stance to take um but then you'd have others like of course like ben and jerry's which is like systemic racism at the root of policing in the united states needs to end abolish the police you know all cops are bastards it's just like whoa whoa, whoa all right all right so we got we got like the whole continuum uh of sort of where does my company fall in uh, in this and then um I guess sort of a late addition to the woke-offs was, uh, did your company arbitrarily declare that Juneteenth was a holiday, you know, two days after learning that it was a holiday? So that was, that was very fun to watch. Oh, we're going hard for Juneteenth now, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now that we all are hip to it. Uh, FCC statement, which I thought was adorable. FCC opposes racism and prejudice, and there's no place in society for inequality and hatred. Boom. We add our collective voice for a better world and to ensure social justice and equality. I like that one. We add our collective voice like, hey, let's be real. We're not going to be a leader on this issue, but we will (laughs) join the choir. And then they threw in the Martin Luther King quote, which is mm, just (laughs) the classic. Yep. And uh, so that was, you know, it's better than nothing at all. But uh, I saw Louisville was doing a Black Lives Matter scarf and I. I noted, I don't think as long as Leonard's owner, we're probably not going to have any Black Lives Matter scarves. And uh, yeah. But I, I, I did, who's that fan I found on Twitter who was like, who said they were quitting FCC and quitting MLS after MLS's statements. And they said, I can't be a part of this anymore. <laughs> I was like, after this, I was like, this is, this is the most banal, actual, like, not 
getting anything accomplished just by a statement. And uh, he's like, I've I've had enough. So respect to that guy for following through on this dark heart. I, I do appreciate. Yeah, I, I do appreciate people that are just like, you know what? Like, I'm a racist. And if my team is not going to be racist, I'm out. I'm going to go find me a racist team to get behind. Yeah. Equality night. You were pushing my buttons because like equal for who? But this is a bridge too far. Uh, also, I didn't have this in the original rundown, but then it finally happened. Jurgen, yeah, Lacadia. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, finally extended an extra year, so I'm guessing that means this year and then next year. Correct? He's he's here. Uh, I think the loan just goes until the summer of next year, so it'll end when the transfer window opens back up and whatever that is, July 1st or 2nd of 2021. Is there a, a deal in place that if we want to buy them, we can, or can they? Yeah, so they, they haven't publicly stated the number um, according to uh, a couple of different reports and just sort of gut assumptions on this. It sounds like uh, the buy out buy back clause for loca has been dropped from 10 million to 7 million so if we get to the summer of 2021 and fcc likes loca and they would like him to continue to be on the team they can pay seven million dollars and he'll continue on with fcc with whatever contract he works out with fcc slash mls um thanks to single entity um if we don't want him for seven he would go back to brighton and then he would be essentially i don't know exactly how long his contract is with brighton but he would essentially be a free agent at that point and brighton could shop him around and potentially get more than seven million or just you know sell him to somebody else just to spite fcc i gotta admit i never got too uh too high or too low I mean, he was great. It was exciting. We got him. We saw him play for two games, and it was it was fun. But like, I wasn't losing sleep over the will he, won't he <laughs> moment. I mean, I would have been bummed if he was gone, but I never really got to the point where I was on pins and needles. And then, you know, I guess other people were, or maybe they were just doing a performative being nervous because there was nothing else to get <laughs> will here only this is all we have to to think about right now and i, I didn't think about it too much i mean here's here's a hot take for you um maybe the more interesting transfer drama is andrew gutman's uh transfer drama um he still doesn't have a work permit for scotland he is a very highly regarded youth prospect um i mean he looked okay at the end of last year um the assumptions he'd continue to get better. He's only like a year, a year and a half removed from college soccer, which is a totally different beast. Um, but if we wanted to keep him, it could actually be real expensive from Celtic. They'd probably want to recoup some lost monies on him. Um, and he would potentially be like our future left back for years and years and years, um, assuming Garza is still going to be made out of glass so mm. i mean strikers i mean we have vasquez and we have kubo i mean they're probably not as good as loca but Kubo's not far off but gutman being a solid lockdown left back for five six years in mls could could actually be a real game changer for fcc um so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out just imagine his value if he had a good head of hair oh the bias against the ball. It's just imagine if he had flowing locks. You're like, we got to lock this guy down now. 
Uh, David Louise, what, has made an entire career out of just having wacky hair and just people notice him more on the field and, and sign him up. You got to respect the hair. Unfortunately, it's the world we live in. Um, but yeah, so Lakati is here. It's good. This stress about, oh, can't say it yet. Oh, delete it. Oh, we'll say you got it. Like, it's not that big a deal, folks. All these embargoes about just an extension. And uh, we all know Joseph Momea was first with all the information, even if he didn't say it because he doesn't want out his best friendship with Jurgen Lakadia. They're basically boys. And, uh, <laughs> but, but we respect that. But before we get in to the FCC timeline, because I just keep stalling, quickly, I wanted to put this out there with all that's happening in the world. What if we hadn't fired Ron? It's something I've been thinking about. <laughs> Would there be fresh calls now? They're like, you know what? I think we should have fired him. People going retroactively through people's timelines. People getting fired from TV shows and stuff. They're like, you know what? That was messed up, and uh, we don't accept that anymore. People, there's a there's a firm line now, and I feel like he definitely now crossed the line. So imagine if we had decided, you know what? Let's hang on to Ron. It'd be it'd be kind of weird. Whew. You talk about losing a locker room. I just feel like, you know, after all this is going on and the Black Players Coalition coming together in MLS, like, yeah, Ron, Ron would have to go now. And, uh, you know, if Stom coming in late is seen as a detriment, can you imagine firing Ron a week ago? Like, where we'd be then? Ugh. Besides the awfulness and ruining the country and killing 100,000 people, that might have been the small, <laughs> the small silver lining is, uh, you know, we got that stuff out of the way beforehand and uh, time to bring in a, a new coach. And I was looking at what was going on at the time because it was assumed. I don't know that it was all like Darren Maddox's fault. If we can go back in time and just I saw some of the old screenshots I had on my Google photos and just the vitriol from the Dutch to Darren Maddox about like bringing up this incident was terrible and just seems even more awful now in this time of heightened wokeness across the world. It's like Netherlands, really, this is what you're doing. And uh, so I just again the people of the Netherlands, you really covered yourself in glory with that whole Ronyan situation. Yeah. I just got to say, I shit on you a lot of the time, and I just want to reaffirm how horribly you guys handled that situation as a country. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure if you, you saw the news on this one, but in the Netherlands, uh, Virgil van Dijk and a couple of other sort of high-profile Dutch national team players have all come out and said that they will no longer appear on or talk to anybody in the sort of like their... I guess the Dutch equivalent of ESPN because one of their commentators went online or went on TV and basically said that the Netherlands doesn't have a race issue. There's no racism. You know, black people in the Netherlands are treated perfectly fine. Um, and essentially all the black Dutch players are just like, well, this is objectively false. And of all <laughs> boycotted that, that outlet. I think it was a TV program. It could have been a newspaper, but, um, but yeah, so that that lined up pretty well with the uh, Ranyan's Twitter reaction. That uh, huge swaths of uh, white uh, Netherlands population just doesn't believe racism exists over there. Yeah, oh, they seem to believe it in their hearts quite passionately. <laughs> and then there was the incident with one of their, I don't know if it was that network, but remember they had like a, a TV talk program and one of the commentators was, you know, they just, they're just saying the N word. <laughs> Blase yeah. about it. And like, what's the big deal? Like, we don't. 
it's not the same here. We don't. It's not a problem. It's like uh, I think it is. It it should be pointed out just in the historical context. Um, I, I'm sure there's plenty of finger pointing as to who started the slave trade, but in terms of who perfected the slave trade, the Atlantic slave trade, it was the Dutch. So if you if you wanted a historic villain, I it was them. So uh, I feel like they should play it real easy with the uh, racism doesn't exist here. Yeah. Uh, line let's quickly i mean quickly do the fcc covid timeline timeline. kevin so much time has passed that it's almost hard to wrap your brain around exactly where we are because it's been a bit of a blur so don't worry i broke it down for you and the listeners so we can all take it in together and feel free to comment as you would last time we saw fc cincinnati march 7th in atlanta I was there amongst 60,000 other humans. Thankfully, none appeared to cough on me. Mike did almost get in a fight. It seems like that part seems like just yesterday. What a trip. (laughs) That was roughly 106 days ago. Last time FCC kicked a ball in a game. March 12th, MLS suspended the season for 30 days. Adorable in hindsight. March 12th. Kevin, when MLS suspended the season for 30 days, in your mind... You're a smart guy. You, you knew, didn't you? You knew. Uh, it was, was more. The end. It was more. There was, there was no way you were just to spend 30 days. The pandemic doesn't last 30 days. If you're suspending the league, it had might as well have been for the year. So, Also, the buildup to that first home game, we never got to do our TIFO, and there was lots of plant like, oh, this is there was TIFO p- tracing, which happened, and then the next night was TIFO painting, which we canceled. And then at that point, I put up a poll, like, who thinks the game is going to happen? And I think it was like 70% were like, yeah, the game's going to happen. And we were so naive back then. So naive. Hmm. I wonder if they would have gone ahead if the NBA hadn't suspended. Like, it feels like the moment the NBA suspended their season was like the moment society came to a halt. That's so true. And it's unfortunate. I, I just wish we could have gotten one home game. Yeah. Most of it's TIFO related, <laughs> but like it's just annoying. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, we're never going to play at Nippert again as much as these fucking jabronis are like, we need that Nippert game. It's like, bro, <laughs> your attachment to this place is too much. I feel, yeah. also, I feel none of it. N- Nippert's still going to be there. It's not like Riverfront <laughs> right. or one of the other ones where they knocked it down and you'll never Everyone's get to stand the seats in your out. seat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go, go to a UC football game or uh, go anytime because it's, public and open and you could just go inside <laughs> have your have your, have yourself a nice cry yeah i always have could, a wedding there talk to uc you know yeah, i'm sure they'll let you crazy. run it up for a wedding. absolutely may 8th so we're skipping ahead quite a bit that was march 12th season spending may 8th players finally begin individual sessions at mercy health um may 18th FCC asked help on picking the stadium seating design anger engulfs many of the fans uh Kevin, that was just proof that nothing's ever really good enough, is it? Well, right. I mean, obviously, the line will be changed in a year or two because we all <laughs> hate it, right? That's just something that you constantly hear on the FCC fan base is just how much they hate Gary the Lion's silhouette on the crest. I mean, jeez. You also, okay. it's constantly being underestimated how suburban our fan base is. So <laughs> you think you speak right. for the fans. I promise you, you do not. Uh, oh. Gary Gary will be here for a long time. Um, what else? May 21st, 25 days ago-ish. Yap, Yap Stom hired. Nothing goes wrong that day. 
who could forget. Uh, <laughs> that was 25 days ago. Good God. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's less or more than I think. Yeah, it's like. I, I feel I feel like if somebody were to have just asked me, I would have said like, yeah, he was hired two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that was an adorable uh, distraction from <laughs> the nightmare oh. that is the world. <laughs> it seems so quaint. <laughs> And then, you know, that, it, that story was like the first time something in the world of sports felt normal. Like that felt like a story and like a media cycle from a world or a timeline where sports aren't suspended. And it was really nice to live in that for a moment. Yeah. And I, it, it did turn into a grand statement. This team just fucking can't do anything. Right? It was like, <laughs> Jesus. People were like, look at these idiots. God damn it! I think it was really it was really the perfect storm of uh, events leading to that. Yeah. But uh, you know, as we showed and as I wrote in the article, uh, it's not a unique to Cincinnati right. mistake. I mean, just just to harp on that point for just a second, like things the team has screwed up. One, the on-field product in the first year of MLS, and two. The keeping, I would argue, the keeping on of Alan Koch. I think hiring Ron Jans objectively at the time, great decision. I don't think anybody at that point would have assumed he's going to be dropping, you know, in bombs in the locker room, right? Like that, and that potentially can still happen with any coach we hire. So, like, I'm not going to hold that one necessarily against the front office. They've made good positive moves on the roster front since then the club is about as well run as a franchise can be in major league soccer um, they've made smart hires across the board like this idea that fcc can't get anything right is all based off of one season's performance and i'll point out in 2017 la galaxy finished dead last in mls so like if if that's the standard, then LA Galaxy are a garbage team that can't get anything right either. But you'll never hear a national pundit say that. So I understand this is full homerism, but like hey, that's what we're here for. That take doesn't exist. Like it, it just doesn't exist in reality. Like it's not. It's just not founded. One bad season doesn't you know obliterate everything they've done up to this point. And uh, we joked a lot before it ended up happening about Yapstam. Max would love to post a picture of him choking Patrick Vieira. Like, oh, this will be a hilarious look. And then I did see one actual Twitter pundit. I don't remember who it was. It was like, not a great look for FCC hiring guy who choked a black player or something. I was like, come on, he would have choked anyone. And yeah, if anything, it shows you, you know, he's he's not a free, he's an equal opportunity offender. Yeah, there's a so whole, there's a whole video of him getting in people's faces and every ethnicity yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> stared down at some point uh spared no expense and hopefully you just won't come out and say there is no racism in that one's like <laughs> it's like uh the question was about formations like oh i'm sorry I just, <laughs> just wanted to give that real quick uh so yeah june 4th well, now we're getting recent teams return to full training june 11th mls is back tournament draw goes down and uh you know that leads us basically to where we are today what a journey. What stands out the most for you in these last 106 days? Is it Yap Stam? Is it just the lack of things? <laughs> what, what's, what's your FCC takeaway for the last 100 days? I think uh, Yap Stam is, I think, hopefully a positive thing. Uh, no, no reason to think it wouldn't be okay. Um, I do think, though, of 
one of our original TIFO designs uh, could have potentially included Ron Jans and Jurgen Lakadia, and there was a good chance up until a couple of weeks ago where all of the tracing, all of the design work for that would have just been completely uh, uh, undone. So we really dodged a bullet with, with that one there. I didn't even so. think about that part. So. <laughs> that would have been fitting, honestly, wouldn't it? And not my, my Loka banner, you know, Yeah, never yeah. seen. Actually, if we had a Tifo with just Ron Jans and Loka and both of them left the club before the next home match, I say we still do it. Yeah, it's just like a, another reminder of how weird all of this is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so June 11th, MLS back tournament goes down. So let's just move on to that. The MLS, the MLS, World, MLS World, Cup. World Cup. Oh, the excitement, the, the fanfare, the live stream, the fake draws. It was all there for you. MLS World Cup. July 8th to, to the 23rd. Group stages. Six groups. You know, before we get into the MLS World Cup, I kind of ask, why didn't they put just five and five in two different groups? Why did one group have six? Is there any... They were just so dead set on each team playing three games that I feel like any oh, other decision making was okay. based around that. So if you I had a group of five, I didn't even do the, the math. Teams, yeah, there you go. You see, you're smarter yeah. than me. But at the same time, okay, if they kept this format, and I know they brought this up on extra time, I would have guaranteed the third place team in that group of six to get through because they still play by the same rules where the top two get through and then the top two third place teams get through or whatever from each Eastern and Western Conference. So I don't know why they wouldn't just guarantee three of the six. It would keep the percentages even i don't know it really feels like the tournament part of the tournament was the last thing considered <laughs> they're very focused on uh in the two florida teams after that first matchup we got to build everything around that because for some reason even though every team's in florida no, there's nothing yeah. that really doesn't matter at all it's not even being hosted at one of their no. places. Like, if it were at the Orlando training ground, then I can see some argument for home field advantage. But they're playing in a different place. So what the hell are we doing? But like, yeah, when I first heard it, it made sense. I was like, well, it's in Orlando. So Orlando gets the I was like, what the fuck does that matter? <laughs> Why do they? Are, they're liter are they doing anything for these teams? Like, they're not part of it at all. Like, they're... Their training, like, are their facilities part of this? Isn't everybody in Disney World? Right. And it'd be one thing, again, if, like, the Orlando players got to stay home or whatever, assuming they had a home in Orlando. But no, I think they're still in the hotels as well, so they get no advantage. And Miami is also in Florida, so they should play the first game. It's, 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 it's foolproof logic with every team being in Orlando, but you know, I guess that's not the important part. But yeah, so uh, there's all these groups, then top two each advance, and then four best third place finishers advance to the yeah. quarterfinals. So FCC's group was Atlanta, New York, Red Bulls, and Columbus. Like I said, if Portland and Seattle had ended up in the same group, I think there would have been no. You couldn't have made the claim that these were random draws, even though technically it could happen. <gasps> yeah, you couldn't have convinced me. But uh, did you have any thoughts about our group or? Yeah, I think one thing that kind of hit me later was just like how many teams have a ton of rivals 
And so almost any permutation of this would have ended up with some version of a rivalry. Like if LA Galaxy and San Jose had ended up in the same group, it would have been the Cali Classico. If Houston and Dallas had been in the same group, you would have had that Texas Derby thing. Um, all of the sort of Northeastern teams all play each other. So I, I do think sort of later on, I kind of realized like any version of this would have been seen as a fix. Like FCC and Nashville, if they ended up in the same group, to be like, oh, well, clearly they were doing this on purpose. So, um, but yeah, then obviously LA, the LA teams and Cincinnati and Columbus being in the same group sort of jump out as a finger on the scale a little bit. But I mean, yeah, we also didn't get like the New York Derby, for example, or whatever. So, um, Derby, Derby. Yes. I try to like cut the difference sometimes. Derby. Um, like the, uh, the soccer sort of Euro snob wants to say Derby, but I'm an American and it's a derby. I don't know. Anyway, let's um, let's make an O. Let's do a Dorby. Let's just start. Kind of sounds like Dorby. Kind of sounds like dorky, so it works pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? Like I, I think I said this on the uh, the KLR live reaction stream, but um, the well the well viewed live stream. Go ahead, continue. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> Obviously, everybody listening to this podcast definitely watched that stream. So, trotting over, uh, we'll try to ground here. But um, no, that, like I love a World Cup tournament. I love the the setup. I think it's nearly perfect. And this has got me really excited for MLS coming back. And I would love to see something like this start every season of MLS. I mean, why not? Like, just more competitions is more fun. So, I I love this setup. I'll let's get you on the record real quick. Do you think FCC should play their good players? Let's let's just get you <laughs> on the record right now. Um, I think FC Cincinnati should try to win games. Okay, uh, okay. It's a hot take. It's not you know it's it's not a common one you'll find around town. But uh, yeah, I really think we should try to win games. Listen, I'm sure you, as someone who you know sometimes likes to engage in, let me throw out the wildest side of the argument and then argue it into the ground. You know, I'm sure you had a, a modicum of respect for the, <laughs> for the takeness. I don't want to harp on that too bad. But when I saw like, Yap's got to see what he has. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we haven't played in forever. Like Locus played two games. Like, uh, we, yeah, let's see what we have with the guys who are making millions of dollars. How about that? Cause uh, I think right. they're getting paid either way. So let's see what we got with them. <laughs> I did like that the take was immediately let's let's see what Yap has instead of let's you know let let the player see what Yap is going to provide to this like his job is more on the line like a manager is super easy to fire it's difficult to get out of a you know a three year contract with a player so no like it should definitely be like what what are we getting in this coach and is he worth continuing into next year versus you know what's what's uh zico bailey up to or what's ray ortiz look like i mean i couldn't care less <laughs> love you Ortiz. Yeah. But <laughs> uh also we're only guaranteed three games so you know let's yeah. try to get more games that would be mine so yeah i, I agree let's try to win and uh what do you? What are your thoughts as far? We you know we gave predictions. Now you've had some time to uh, marinate in the groups a little bit. Atlanta, New York, Columbus—two teams we've already played this season. One team that is our apparent rival. What do you? What do you give FCC's odds, knowing nothing really about how these teams are going to play? 
of us getting out. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got a decent chance at this. Like Atlanta United doesn't have Joseph Martinez. Um, New York Red Bulls were not a very good team going into this year. Um, we did not have Loca for that whole game. And as soon as we had him, um, that game changed dramatically. Uh, we scored against Atlanta. It wasn't a complete beatdown there. And, you know, rivalry games, you got to throw out the record, right? You know, the crowd, the crowd will certainly influence door, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, like, I'll I'll take our chances uh, with this group. I don't see why we couldn't come third and, and beat out one of the other uh, third-place teams to, to get out of this group uh, or even finish second. Like, if it's us in Atlanta or us in Columbus, like, that seems super possible. So why not? Let's give it our all. <laughs> you, were, you were sounding so positive, and then I'm like, you switch. hey, what what's stopping us from finishing third? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's not going. We're not, we're not reaching too far. Hey, we got as much chance as anyone to finish third. So the four best. So after this is Western Eastern. It's done. It's not so, like is there two on yeah. each side or is it? So this four? is this is what I think happens is assuming I mean, we don't have a schedule uh, as of time of recording, which is very annoying, but um, it seems super easy to be able to do. Yeah. Um, but you would have the first place team in group A play the second place team in group B, uh, do the same thing with C and D and E and F. Um, and then the best third place team from the Western conference will play the second or the, you know, the second or the worst third place team in the Eastern conference, and kind of do it that way so then the whole thing kind of gets jumbled up at that point um so i think that's what will happen because if you need two teams out of each conference the third place teams to get out to have eight and eight and then you have a, a normal tournament well i'm working myself i'm not in a full lather yet but uh the prospect i know once i see them take the field I'll take a Carlin or blue pill. And yeah, why, you know, why, why can't we, I say we're a tournament team. Everyone's, everyone says it. <laughs> everyone knows it. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if you remember there was a U.S. open cup run and, uh, we've got holdover players from that team still. So Jimmy, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I don't need to get into it, <laughs> but, uh, God, what if Jimmy starts the first game? It's like, it's not <sighs> random players, but Yap's like, I don't know. I've just been told so much great things about this James character. I just have to get <laughs> He really impressed in training. Yeah. <laughs> the hustle literally off the charts. <laughs> Couldn't get any better. Do you have a, why not? Who's your, who's your winner? Who wins the, the inaugural MLS world cup? Pick any, any uh, team, any team. Who was hot for two games? Um, it might have been the very last MLS game, but uh, Philadelphia played LAFC in a late game, like right before the season was suspended, and it was awesome. Like it was maybe the best MLS game I've ever watched. Um, if you're able to track down a replay of that one, totally worth your time. It was awesome. Um, so I don't know. Maybe one of those teams makes a run. Maybe Philadelphia is a sneaky dark horse on this one. Well, you heard it here. Put all your money on Philadelphia winning the World <laughs> Cup. And with the, the fantastic 8 a.m., 8.30, 10.30, whatever they were, start times. Which actually, I could, you know, that could be annoying for some people. They're perfect times for me. <laughs> Couldn't have worked out any better for me. Hey, it's yeah, fine with me. I, 
I I would assume the Eastern Conference teams always play at the uh, the 9 a.m. time. The Western Conference teams are always at 10:30, and then just whatever the best matchup is uh, gets flexed into that sort of 8 or 8:30 uh, prime time spot. So that's, whole, that's how I see this going down. The whole world will be watching, undoubtedly. Uh, let's hope it happens. Florida is just you know a real petri dish <laughs> at the moment, so. After all this uh, fluffing, let's hope we actually get some sweet, sweet release of ball kicking. Um, FCC inside source. Wait, I don't say it. I have the sound effect. <laughs> now it's time for a brand new edition of FCC inside source. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. This one, uh, I want to say it was hard to pull this source, but actually it was quite easy. He's quite available. But he may or may not have some deep-seated connections with the higher-ups of this team, and just the information he's been able to get out to the world has been useful, important, and timely. Kevin, do you have anything to say about this individual before we play it for the world? Yeah, I'm I'm just really impressed that you were able to get the inside source to talk to you. Uh, because I was pretty sure he had a uh, podcast exclusivity contract signed. So this was pretty good. Yeah, He's not BFF with LaCadia like Joseph Momais, but he's got his connections. So, all right, let's hear from him. Hello to all listening. If uh, you work a little bit for the club, however, stop listening. I was hesitant to speak out, of course, uh, but it is getting uh, a little bit boring in the shadows. I find myself now as the main source for leaking of the club information. I may or may not be related to someone in the FC Cincinnati, but my father, not the manager, no, no, nor is he a general, no, but perhaps he is a combination of the two, a little bit. Do we follow? Okay, let's just say I eat a lot of stroopwafels. Anywho, a father shares with me things that uh, I hide in the father's office, closet while he uses the phone and and i listen i listen closely i i talk with the grown-ups uh, of twitter and 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 get out the word of the people i'm a man of the people now not a child father uh, are you listening anywho i tried to dm with the soccer talk podcast uh they never used my information i tried to connect with joseph meme but he already a little bit told me about exchange private messages with locadia himself so my information uh, was useless to that man. But I press on. I pressed on. Eventually, I found a way to get my father's plans out to the people of Cincinnati. The feelings that was I was a big boy. My father would be proud of me. When I tried to tell him about how I leaked a little bit over morning waffle, he ignored me and took uh, another call on the telephone. But guess what, father? I was listening to that call as well, and I'll be sharing my information with new fans. I'm a man now. Did I mention that? FCC <laughs> Inside Source. <laughs> wow. Whew. When the source comes through, the source comes through. Laying, laying it all out there. Hiding out in closets. That's some dedication. So you got to respect him. He's got Jeez. family connections, but, you know, he's out there hustling. So thanks. Anytime you see the hot goss out there on the Twitter sphere, just know that he's a big boy. We got a big boy giving us big boy 
information. You gotta <laughs> respect that. All right. Um, lastly, Popery. Kevin, what a time to be alive. You know, you think we just have to get over Corona to get to soccer. And then here comes old pesky racism. Yeah, I just, I, I can't get over the fact that all these companies made all these like big statements and released videos and commercials, but then none of them like turned around to say like, we're committing to do X, Y, and Z, or we're going to commit so many dollars every year to fighting this. It would be like, you know, some massive multinational corporation that you know, takes in billions and billions of dollars every year and they go, we're going to give $10,000 this one time to this one organization. Everybody's like, wow, this is great. We're fixing racism right before our eyes. One dollar at a time. I logged on to Amazon and it was like, Black Lives Matter. We get Amazon, do this, this, this. And then like right below that, it was obviously the algorithm because I would have been shopping for it, but I didn't realize it at first. And it was like these pair, this pair of all black earbuds. It was like flash sale. <laughs> Black earbuds. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's like Black Lives Matter now, half price off black earbuds. <laughs> it's like, um, wow. excuse, excuse me. I don't think it was that. Um, Imagine if uh, Amazon was just like, hey, you know what? We got reparations. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Everybody else, like, well, we got damn. it. <laughs> Bezos coming in hard. Uh, I do. I should ask you while while I got you here because you're here. Uh, Louisville, the Coopers going through some, uh, I would say, growing pains <laughs> due to all of this recent, call it upheaval of the norms. Apparently, there's a little clashing of heads of Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter in the Coopers. A prominent member was, a, I think, either is a cop or is a former police officer, and they're trying to do some Blue Lives Matter thing, and then there's the pushback because no one's trying to hear that right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some saying it could be the demise of the Coopers. And, you know, folks, you just hate to see it. <laughs> Absolutely hate to see it. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's something that pride might have to do with because we're, you know, we're an open, we're a large group. We're the largest. We have the most members. We're first, the biggest, the most important supporters group. So, you know, I don't want to crow too much, but, uh, what'd you think when you saw that? I think it was that long Twitter thread by the, yeah. what's his face? Was that, was that Judge, Judge Dredd, Dredd possibly, who has Jay a very Dredd. DCFC vibe to him. Yeah. One of those, uh. Every everything is the hallmark of a punk band, but then it turns out to be soccer, and you're kind of disappointed. Um, <laughs> but no, I I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it's something that every large supporters group will have to encounter at some point, and it gets to an interesting idea to where like the Timbers Army setup versus most other groups. Like Timbers Army is made up of a whole bunch of smaller groups and they've got like a firefighters group and a queer women group and, and whatever else. But they all come together under the banner of the Timbers Army. And so everybody can kind of like find their niche within that banner. But at the end of the day, everybody's there because they like the soccer team. Um, but when you try to do like a catch-all organization, you're just eventually going to run into an issue where somebody wants to support a thing that you don't. Um, and I think this 
I think you solve it by doing this is that you have sort of an overarching mission statement. Like you want to do better by the city. And then every action you do is just funneled through that. And if you can make an argument that this makes whatever your statement, like if it backs it up, then you're good. And everybody just kind of has to deal with that. And if it doesn't, you make the argument as to why it isn't. And if the group still goes through with that, you can just leave. Like, I feel like people just aren't capable of like having people disagree with them anymore. And just, just like, it's okay. Like you don't have to get along with every single member of a 900 person organization. Like I've spent most of my time on Facebook, making sure I never had more than like 200 friends on there. Just cause like after 200, I'm not going to like half of you. So it's just like, how can you just decide, like, I'm going to agree with all thousand of these people. Like, would you be friends with the version of you from 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Like, I don't know. For me, no. (laughs) That guy was a jerk. But, like, it teaches me anyway to just be like, hey, just people are going to disagree with you and it's okay. Like, just just handle it. that's, That's my advice to everybody. Just handle it. Well, it would be exacerbated if the season was actually happening and there was, you know, think of all the Iron Front stuff that went down last year. So this would be like another level. And I don't think MLS couldn't get away with banning stuff like I'm sure I'm sure banning uh, a Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think now that's been like fully embraced. But I think I'm sure something in Seattle would be like too anti-police and they draw a line and then that would become an issue like why can't we do this and it would blow up and then we'll see what's going on who knows what the world will be like by the next time there's a crowd watching a soccer game as long as you're not trying to hurt people or advocating for hurting people and and things like that like i don't know but with that said uh no blue lives matter scars thanks (laughs) (laughs) read the room i mean (laughs) at a certain point just like read the vibe right (laughs) i don't know mcdonald's karen she laid it all out pretty thick (laughs) Still, I haven't stopped crying thinking about it. Let me tell you, uh, the McDonald's by my house, doesn't matter the time of day, doesn't matter anything. If you order chicken nuggets, you will have to wait. It's just they never have them. They're never ready. Busy as hell or nobody. The McFlurry machine was down. Now, this has to be (laughs) like, hey, lady, it's a conspiracy. Any final thoughts? You know, I think we've, uh, soccer's Um, coming back soon. There it is. Uh, you know? I, I guess just in that same vein, like I'm kind of glad we don't have any uh, crowds during uh, presidential election year. I feel like this is a good year to take off. Oh, man. You imagine a couple of MAGA hats uh, showing up in the Bailey and somebody knocking the hat off. Oh, my God. It, it, you, can, you can see it now. Final thought? <laughs> Let's get third place, baby. <laughs> Reach for the sky. Why not? Third place. Yeah, sure. My final thought. Happy to be back in your life, even if it's only for one Monday. Zach, stay strong. Nick, stay strong. We will meet again <laughs> in this life or the next. <laughs> I think that's Gladiator. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Chad. Do we still <laughs> mention Chad on the pod? Chad's still going. He's firefighting. He's out there in the world. He's on the front. Hey. He's a frontliner. Let me tell you, red lives matter. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, everyone still loves firefighters. <laughs> but I'm sure I can get for you some now. non-woke firefighter stories for sure. <laughs> Those lucky guys. All right, third place forever. Uh, fake Gapstom forever. What else did we talk about earlier? 
Lacadia forever. Sure. Why not? Female versions of FCC players forever. Boy, let me tell you. that That's my final thought. You posting the female versions of FC Cincinnati players made me realize how many players I have forgotten in these past hundred days. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people. I'll tell you what, Deplon, girl. <laughs> not Kubo a bad look. with a wig on. Not yeah. a bad look. <laughs> so good for him. On that note, female Deplon forever. Rise together. <laughs> Blue lives never. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck 12, a cab. <laughs> fuck 12, fuck 12. I'll play that song. All right. God bless. See you next time. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.